This is the place of Idjit, and like Chuck sang, Mackie's back in town. Paul Mackie. Day 19 of Dog Days of Podcasting. I have six episodes of that 80s show to go, and today will not in fact be one of them. I still plan to have them all done during Dog Days, though, and to make my plan for when this series dials back from daily. In the meantime, we're heading to New Salem, North Dakota, for the third of my Interstate 94 Big Things Salem Sioux. In this episode, Holstein Cow. Really Big Things. A Serial. By Paul Mackey. Episode 8. Holstein Cow. Eric and Jack clambered out of the spoon. By now, Suzette was half asleep against the chef, and the sky was orange with oncoming dawn. Suzette, barked Eric. What? said Suzette, in a sleepy but annoyed tone. You had an assignment. Nope, you first, said Suzette, folding her arms. What took you so long? I had to find Jack here and converse, Jack snorted. Ha, converse. What he means is he can't shake me down on this side. Then I had to convince Jack he had to help us, as this whole situation is now royally fucked, to use a technical term. Well, I was pretty convinced, but after he got done with the heavy stuff, I made him buy me a hot meal and some ale. Ale? Said Suzette suggestively. Well, while you were hard at work with Jack in the tavern... My assignment drifted around blind for an hour or so, and then headed up the road. You should have followed... Up the road about a half a mile, then faded away. Finished Suzette. Eric closed his mouth. Hmm. So the range puts it in southern Minnesota. And our new subject is therefore moving north. Once it became clear the game was afoot, Eric made Jack find an old pickup truck to steal. Much later in the day... Eric and Suzette were seated in the pickup truck in a parking lot in Rothsay, Minnesota. Jack was in conversation with the prairie chicken. I still don't buy it, grumbled Eric. Some random guy just happens to move like a secret sign on accident. Doesn't sound too unlikely to me. Then our boy Jack gives him the pills. Jack didn't know the subject. Then, and this is what I'm not buying, he just randomly stops by all the doors on his way north, assuming the chicken agrees with the giant. Jack turned briefly to face them, giving a thumbs up. Well, it could be he feels drawn to them. He's clearly got some kind of latent ability or energy. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to track him based on Jack's vague recollection of him. Jack got back in behind the wheel. Everyone we've come to see has seen him, and every single one says he's only observed them, not making a move nor attempting to communicate. Well, some of that makes sense. He's clearly up to something, but what? Why would he only take the pill that lets him see? Maybe it really is a mistake. Maybe he just thinks he's taking drugs. Jack nodded, then shook his head. I just don't know. Our conversation could have been just that. But he had a vibe. You're saying you can read people now? Said Eric skeptically. Well, not like she can. It's just... Jack trailed off as Suzette hissed out a quick breath and winced slightly. It shouldn't take long for us to catch up with him now. He went that way. The path is like a stripe of neon. He must have just taken the second pill. Jeremy and Chris craned their necks. So, what do you think? asked Chris. Think? I think it's a really big cow. Just as I promised. Like the book says, excitement and adventure and really big things. 
Uh, isn't that really wild things? Is it? Jeremy nodded. Well, all I have are the big things. The sun was setting over New Salem, North Dakota. Jeremy was gritting his teeth, waiting for what, over the past day or so, now seemed inevitable. The world's largest Holstein cow was about to eat someone. Or say something. Or perhaps poop someone out. Okay, I'm going to go out for some silhouette shots against the sunset. Don't mind if you're in the shots, do you? Silhouette only, I promise. Go ahead. Great, just to stand there, and I'll go back a ways and take some shots. There's plenty of wild things out here, said Jeremy, as Chris walked down the hill. A Holstein is domesticated. Jeremy sighed. A prairie chicken is wild. He looked up at the cow. Got a snappy response, bossy? The cow sort of shrugged. So, are you going to give me some kind of cryptic instruction for what to do with my life? Do I look like a creamer to you? Talking to yourself, Jeremy? Chris was walking toward the car. What? Oh, uh, nothing. You okay? Sure. Fine. Fuck off. Jeremy got in the car and slammed the door. Chris sighed. Sure you are. The steakhouse parking lot was gradually filling up for dinner hour as the sun set. Jack was standing at the curb, looking across the pickup past Suzette in the driver's seat to Eric, who was holding forth with his favorite form of discourse, making orders. Don't forget, I don't care if it was an honest fuck-up, you giving the pills to the wrong guy. It was a fuck-up. You're on the list. Doors you are accustomed to having open are now closed. In point of fact, they are locked, and I am holding the fucking key. Now, we're going up to the buffalo, and we're going to ditch the truck. You wait here and keep your eyes peeled for the next car to steal. Eric smacked both palms against the dashboard and barked, Drive! Suzette gave Jack an apologetic half-smile, then put the truck in gear and drove off. Jeremy and Chris settled into their respective booth benches. It had been a long, silent drive back from the cow. After they had checked in at the motel, Chris was only able to elicit grudging acceptance of the concept of buying Jeremy a steak dinner at the adjacent steakhouse. Chris cracked open the menu. Jeremy just sat there for a moment. He then sighed resolutely, fished in his pocket for a moment, and tossed something on the table. Chris picked up the baggie and eyed the single green pill inside. Remember back in school and the dorms? Barely, said Chris. Eh, after you had that dusted joint at that rave, you saw everything orange for days. Scared the hell out of me. So you gave me your bong and your one-hitter, and I put them in a shoebox and taped it shut. If you can find a shoebox, put that pill in it for me. Chris rolled the pill between his fingers for a moment, then nodded and put it in his pocket. Order a beer. From one substance to another? So quickly. You're going to need it. Not to cushion my system from a matter transference beam, I hope. Jeremy checked out the table tent and ordered a brown ale microbrew out of Fargo. Once the pint was set down in front of Jeremy, Chris sighed. Melissa is shagging a lawyer in her office. Jeremy sat still for a moment and took a long sip of the beer. She asked me to get you out on the road so she could get all her stuff out of the apartment without a scene. Jeremy picked up the beer again, then set it down. Well, I'm a wanted man, so I guess the timing worked out for all parties. Chris winced. Yeah, uh, about that? What? Well, 
She was pretty sure you'd say no, so she and Cousin Travis were going to go in and take her stuff when Travis sort of made a little joke of pounding on the door like he was a cop. But the cops were there, right under the fire escape. Must have been there for something else. Minneapolis is a big city. The cops have better things to do than track you down to your apartment for running around in your underwear. Okay, said Jeremy, and he drained the rest of the pint. I gotta go take a leak. Jack couldn't believe his luck. Once Eric and Suzette were out of sight, he'd gone directly to the bar in the steakhouse and began drinking. Now, not fifteen feet away at a booth along the wall, were Jeremy and his pushy friend. Jeremy rose and walked to the restroom. Jack waited a minute, then followed him in. You have been listening to Really Big Things by Paul Mackey. Suzette was read by Darcy Zepernick. Music is Chronodermis by Nanochrist. Look them up at www.nanochrist.com. Please send comments and feedback to reallybigthings at gmail.com. Wow, I had a good time with this one. There was one of my favorite big things. There was a Wonderfalls reference, a Hitchhiker's Guide reference. Rounding out the Central Farpoint media crew I had available with this, I had Ms. Summer Brooks on a voice. We've meanwhile got uh, Eric and Suzette enlisting Jack and putting the pieces together, even though they are far behind on the road. Oh, and I even resolved the awkward transition issue that I mentioned last episode. Why can Eric smack both palms against the dashboard? Um, I don't know. I mean, how can he even ride in a car to begin with? Well, the reason is, happy hunting! You have been listening to the One Idget's Thoughts On podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with QuadrupleZ.com. Theme music is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by permission from him. If you would like to hear other podcasts by me, you might try The Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast about the TV series Slings and Arrows, or Idgetcast, an intro cast for the TV series Supernatural. Both can be found on fine podcasting listening software everywhere or at quadruplez.com. I'm just a mud soul.